0: Butterfly don't
1: I think the 76ers made a huge move right before. I think they made the best trade of the year so far uh, by any means by landing Tobias Harris from the Clippers. That was a huge move.
0: Yeah, so they made
1: actually
2: two moves. Uh, if you're going to talk about the biggest move of the year, they got Jimmy Butler, you know, right after the season had started, and then they got Tobias Harris at the deadline, which is probably the biggest trade at the deadline. Um, maybe the Marc Gasol trade to the Raptors, might be up there as well, depending on how things play out. But right. so you're you so you're picking Philly as the favorite out of the East right now. I'm the, the favorite
1: out of the East right now for the NBA, just because of that move. I mean, if you look at their starting five now, uh, man, top to bottom, I also think that they could really give the if they can get some cohesion together by the end of this season, and they put together some some really good uh, wins. I think that they can really challenge the Golden State Warriors, man. I think they match up well, top to bottom. When you look at their yeah. lineup, and you got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris, I mean, uh, that's that's a pretty formidable lineup when you're talking about matchups against Golden State. Um, you know, they yeah. got length and they got defense, and I think that's a big thing when it comes to trying to defeat the Warriors. And I think they have just enough pieces to really do that. Um, what do you think on
2: that aspect? I think, you know, if it if it comes down to the Warriors and the 76ers, they do match up really well with each other. I think, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is a nutcase, and Embiid can trigger people really easily. So, he, you know, that's a, a powder keg just waiting to explode there in terms of that <laughs> matchup. Uh, yep. Jimmy Butler... He can hang up there with Durant if he's playing him on defense. Uh, you know, one on one, he can definitely hang with whoever the hot hand is, whether it's Clay or Curry or or Durant being hot. I think you know you can put Jimmy buckets on any of those guys there. Um, ben Simmons, great defender too. I wish he had a three point shot, but I guess you know that's what you got Reddick and Tobias in there
1: for now. Right. Exactly, and, and Tobias is also a pretty good defender himself he's he's no he's no slouch on the defensive end either and if yeah. you look at all of them together that to me the length is crazy when you look at all of them together like those guys are all long lengthy players and yeah. will give fits to to players like a uh, clay thompson and steph curry if you can kind of take those guys out of the matchup um kd i i've seen to me i this is my standpoint and I don't care what anybody else says, KD is only as good as his team. That's why they won last year. Everybody says he's, he, he can close. Yeah, that's fine. He can close, but Steph Curry carried their asses most of the year, even when Durant was struggling for the first two, two of the playoff series last year when they went on their mm. run to win the championship. It was Steph Curry to me that really made them the difference uh, of getting to that point where KD could close. So if you take Steph out of the game, to me, I think he's the he's the main reason they win. So if you take him out of the game, it is a different ball game, and you can really you can really push push them to the limit. And we saw that with the Rockets. The Rockets took them to seven without Chris Paul the whole entire time, and the Rockets to me um, didn't necessarily get better, but they didn't get worse. So they could push for them towards the end on the Western Conference. I suspect that those two will make it to the Western Conference Finals and face each other, but we'll see. We'll see how the, the, the matchup shakes out. Um, but definitely, I think uh, Philly was the winner, at least before trade deadline, and LeBron is is struggling. Um, I think that's an interesting standpoint to be at right now. LeBron is in a place that he's never been. So what do you think as far as the Lakers? Do you think the Lakers are done this year for, for trying to make the playoffs?
2: I think it would be in their best interest to try to not make the playoffs. Uh, you do have Zion Williamson on the horizon available as the number one overall pick. So if you are the Lakers and you have a lot of money on the table to where you can sign two max deals to surround LeBron with and potentially get that number one overall pick and get Zion on a rookie deal, it makes things really interesting, right? Yeah, so, it sure does. So I think that the possibilities there, the possibilities of the NBA lottery being rigged for a player like Zion to team up with LeBron are there as well. Uh, you know, they never show us. They never show us the actual lottery balls popping up on the screen. They just tell us who the pick is going to be. Uh, but you know, regardless of that, I think that's a position you want to put yourself in rather than what losing to the Warriors in the first round, getting swept. As getting 18. swept. Yeah. You know what? What good is that going to do? What what good is getting Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma that playoff experience if you're just going to ship them out anyway? That's true. You know and that,
1: and honestly, I haven't even heard it put that way. That's that's a great fucking point because they're they pretty much were going to give away the kitchen sink to to get um, Anthony uh, AD, Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah, getting getting him over there. And uh, actually, just today they fired the GM for the Pelicans. Um, Del Davis yep. just got fired today. Um, so. <laughs> Who knows if that actually will still happen. I think it's a potential, but now all the teams know, and I think that was done by Magic, in my opinion, to go ahead and lay all his cards on the table because now teams know what to expect that they're going to want an AD, and they're really just saying, I'll give away the entire fucking house and the back of our pool to get yeah. AD, and I don't care if I have to get signed some dudes off the street. I have AD right. and LeBron. And uh, I think that was a bad move by by Magic in that standpoint. Um, (laughs) It's pretty funny. And I think also this is and this is interesting too. You know, uh, obviously with the new draft uh, format for the All Star game, um, there's a lot of talks of LeBron basically drafting the team that he would want to see or players he would want to see in LA. So that's why he drafted some of those guys because that's who he wants to see in LA. What do you think about that? For (laughs) I think think so too.
2: I think it said something like eight of the first nine picks he made were all going to be free agents in the next couple of years. Obviously, you know, LeBron gets who LeBron wants to, to get to to surround him with. He's going to go for his friends. He's going to go for his, his yes-men. Uh, you know, he's trying to get Luke Walton out there, so they're trying to get Teron Lu into that seat as quickly as possible. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously – He's gonna sell these guys on LA, right? I mean, they're gonna share a locker room over the weekend. He's gonna try to sell somebody on joining him there. Whether it's gonna be Kyrie Irving, uh, whether it's gonna be Kevin Durant, who I think is probably the most likely to to head over there because you know he's looking for some shadows to be under. So,
1: <laughs> you think that he's gonna go there? I, I really don't. I don't see him going there just because of his his things. I I, I what he said, but I remember you have even said to me. You know, that's all just a good – it's just face pretty much. He's going to say some shit so then people don't uh, kind of look at him differently by basically saying, oh, I want to go play with LeBron. But he might say, oh, I don't want to play with LeBron. I don't want to be in that type of atmosphere. What does that say about LeBron yeah. and his legacy as well? Because I feel like a lot of players really don't want to play with him. If anything, they want to beat him because uh, he's been doing it for so fucking long and he's been running the game since Kobe retired. I think there's a couple of people like that. I also think there's a couple of people that,
2: you know, use LeBron's childhood friend, Rich Paul, as their own personal agent, such as Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving. Uh, so, obviously, they're all trying to get in on that, that team that LeBron has around him. Obviously, they know what they're doing when it comes to making money off the court. Uh, obviously, LeBron, I mean, another thing that's on the table, too, is what about circumventing the salary cap? What, a, what if LeBron tells you, hey, take $10 mil less a year, I'll make sure you get 10 mil off of Space Jam too, and I'll give you a part. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: right. true. He moved to LA. He moved to LA to to further his brand, in my opinion. I don't think it was right. for him. That's. I think, yeah, he wants to win chips, but when it comes to the overall branding sp- scheme of his whole, you know, his his whole clothing line, his shoes, his acting career, he has a, a movie studios that he owns. Uh, yeah, for, TV for studios. Producing. Yeah, so he he I think he's he's trying to move in all the different facets, so it's not just that. It's a, it's a play of using LA and as an example to to just be like, "Hey, this is the city of stars. So you need to come here." Yeah, so
2: obviously leveraging relationships that he has in the business world, uh the Silicon Valley world, the the entertainment world, all available for you as well as a championship ring, as well as a Lakers legacy. Uh, you get to be known as one of the greatest Lakers of all time. Anytime you bring in the championship to to that town, and I don't know. But to back to your original question, I think it's best to tank if you're the Lakers. Get it, get that lottery pick. You have a chance to time. And if you're making the playoffs. You don't. Exactly.
1: So you got, you got a valid fight there, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out by the end of the year. I know LeBron hates losing though, because he is on the verge of missing his first playoff since his rookie year. Um, So, I I think he has a lot of the line on that as well uh, because people are going to talk shit about him regardless. Um, So, just add more fuel to the fire by missing the (laughs) playoffs.
3: to find Girl give me some time To say That I love you Not time to say goodbye I always wonder why You cry Tell me baby Words are on my mind But girl give me some time To feel What I need to And when the time is right And we're moving with the night You'll know that I love, I love you you and i we cannot be replaced no cause you and i you and i will find a way you and i will find a way uh. love is hard to find girl give me some time to say that i love you No time to say goodbye Say
0: mm am gonna go
1: say the least, so NFL news and specifically today uh, we saw that Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick uh, basically settled out with the NFL and there's a lot of confidentiality behind it, nobody can speak on it but we're talking millions and millions of dollars, possibly in the $100 million range
2: for each of those
1: guys to actually make some real, they're going to get some money. And we all know what happened with the Colin Kaepernick situation and why he still isn't playing in the NFL. So no need to go over that again. But what is your stance on uh, where the NFL is at today, especially with this case? And to me, this this is actually a guilty plea by themselves settling out. Um, I think Colin Kaepernick was going to push it further, but I think he had them enough on the ropes to say y'all fucked up and, you know you're gonna pay you're gonna pay me greatly for it, yeah, most definitely, so you know uh,
2: just think about it for from the perspective of the n f l what's at stake if this goes to trial and we lose, and what's at stake is uh first of all, you know you're gonna get negative publicity uh at the surface level, everyone's gonna be writing articles about how colin Kaepernick beat the n f l uh Colin Kaepernick ends up becoming a hero, which also is a narrative that the n f l doesn't want to play into. But even more importantly, how it affects them financially. So if they're caught in collusion, they're caught in violation of the collective bargaining agreement that the union and the owners, uh, you know, basically the contract that they work under. So the CBA being violated instantly voids the CBA on the players' end to give the players' union way more leverage into any negotiations going forward on that. So we're talking about billions, maybe trillions of dollars once the dust settles. Uh, that the NFL could lose, and losing a collusion case like that, you know, saying that the NFL purposely is keeping him from from making a living, which is very obviously the case of what's happening and what's happened in the Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reid case. Obviously, they've had a bunch of evidence to show that this is, in fact, you know, what has happened because the NFL was real quick to back up the the Brinks truck. Uh, obviously, you know, we don't know the official amounts or anything like that, but. I would guess it's gonna be in the sixty to a hundred million dollar range there that each of those guys got.
1: Hell yeah. And it, it 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 it's a bad it'd be a bad position for the NFL to be in, just like you said, to to be found in in a collusion case. Then that also opens up more lawsuits for other players that are also yeah. kind of dealing with the same thing. Eric Reed luckily got back into the game, but there's also been other players who have been, you know, dealt dealt with and hackled with when it comes to their protests and doing it in a in a free speech uh type of situation, and it's affected their livelihoods as well and I think that actually affects a lot of the players that we've seen um out in the n f l and just imagine the numbers if they were all to come together and say, "Well, we all want to sue or even just nope. one hundred players or whatever the number would be, it would be devastating to the n f l and it would put them out of business quickly. Um, so they they have to know that there is a lot riding on this and kind of speaking on the business uh, that kind of plays into this next topic is the AAF the Alliance of American Football has started uh, which is the spring league football season of course we're looking at a lot of B and C's and B players who couldn't make it in the NFL or just didn't have a long stint in the NFL but there's now a secondary option so now there is you know a way for players to get away from the bullshit they might not make as much money, but they'll still be able to do the things that they love and not be um you know choked out of the game by by just standing for a public stance of their of their uh of their choice. What do you think about a a f um in their opening and uh what what do you see happening with their league in, in the future
2: so there's definitely always an opening for alternate football, right? College football and the NFL just crush in terms of ratings, in terms of attention, in terms of, you know, people out outside of the, actually watching the events, but spending time on fantasy football, things like that. Like, it's just a really big pop culture force, the NFL. So, there's obviously room for competition there. They're slipping. Uh, you know, people that beat their wives get back into the league before people that just Stand for social issues on the right on the field, you know, and have no problem. Craziest outside shit everybody. ever, dude. That's still the craziest right. shit ever. <laughs> right. So, you know, if you smoke tree like Josh Gordon, you're going to be gone forever, too. While these guys can, you know, you could punt a girl through the uprights better than Cody Parkey
1: and still <laughs> get a
2: job in the NFL. You know, you could beat your girlfriend, you can slap her silly inside of the team hotel while you're on a road trip. And still get a job in the n f l but you know saying that you don't like cops killing black people, you're gonna get banned for life if you're exactly. saying that, if you're saying that on on my field but so you know, and people are upset with it uh people boycott the n f l for like on both sides of the fence it was kind of funny when the Kaepernick stuff happened, like people were boycotting the n f l because Kaepernick got boycotted from the NFL, but there was also people boycotting the NFL because Kaepernick was kneeling in the first place. So they're kind of in a lose-lose situation. It just tells you that people are ready to boycott the NFL, period. So there's room for competition. There's room for a competitor in there. The XFL is coming up next year. So it'll be very interesting to watch these leagues and the level of talent that they're they're able to get because obviously there's a lot of money to be made if you can compete with the NFL or provide an alternate football product to the American public, because they've shown that they will consume it.
1: Exactly, because uh, the the AAF officially launched uh, last weekend, and on the inaugural night of the first game, the uh, Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder were playing, and they actually uh, beat out them slightly with the viewers. Um, and we all know that the the Rockets and Thunder game was a pretty big game, and had a lot of Uh, Mm -hmm. weight on it, just based on playoff standings and things like that. Those are two powerhouse NBA teams, so there's still going to be a lot of people to watch that, but that also uh, gave viewers something else to watch and during a different time of year with spring. um, Most people who don't like all sports, as as you and I do, uh, we watch baseball, we watch all the other sports, um, a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't. And so they actually turned to that game and I actually saw a lot of good things that I like. One of the biggest things that I liked was uh, hitting seemed to be okay because <laughs> one yeah. of the court the quarterback of the, of the team playing for uh the i believe it was the san diego team uh he got his head knocked off and literally his his helmet blew off and see, man. that that would have been a flag in the nfl um so i think that that's, that's going to also entice people to watch it again because if there's not flags for everything uh, as, as as the NFL has changed their way. And I understand for protecting players and all that good stuff, but when you take away the actual fundamental part of just hitting and tackling, that's the whole point of the sport, you might as well just eliminate it and make it two-hand touch at this point. And I think the AAF is, is actually trying to change that narrative a little bit. And they said, yeah, you know, if the quarterbacks understand what type of risk they're taking as being a quarterback, and if you can't protect yourself by it, Paying attention and seeing a blindside, and the dude gets lit up. It's gonna happen, um, and you can't throw a flag every single time. So I think that's gonna be a huge dynamic to to people actually switching over to the AAF because they're gonna be like, well, damn, they can hit, they can hit on this on this league, um, and it's not gonna be a flag. I know that was very yep. enticing for me. Um, so yep. I think I, I think uh, watchers will definitely be like, oh, okay, I like this. Now at the same time, we're not talking high level football because it's not the the best of the best. But there are some guys out there who've played in the the NFL, who've been drafted by NFL teams, who've even taken some NFL snaps, who are also playing in that league. So I think that's going to be a big thing. And it's run by Heinz Ward, um, who was the um, who was the player. Yeah, he was Super Bowl MVP, player president for the NFLPA at one point, and now he is the director of operations for the AAF. So I think he understands and he knows what to look for because he played. Football for like fifteen years, so he knows what's up in the NFL. So he knows what's up, um, and I think that's going to be a great dynamic to see uh, as the spring continues to roll on. So that that's going to be crazy. I think I think it's going to definitely do some numbers in time. It's going to take time, but I think yeah. it will eventually really take off.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the, you know, like I said, I think next year Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL. They said he's ready to put a billion dollars of his own cash end of the pot, so the that's all you gotta give there's there's a lot of money to be made the nfl has been caught slipping over and over again people are fed up with it uh i'm pulling for the competition and very curious to see where it all turns
1: out absolutely so thank y'all for checking in with the antidote again my name is dj craftmatic that's Polly. we're gonna get back into